Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. On this 26th day of June, we are right in the midst of summer here in Nashville, Tennessee area. I tell you, it's really hot out here. It's uh, a little over 90 degrees, and it feels like a little over 100. I hope you all staying hydrated and cool out there. Got a great show on tonight. Listen, Draymond Green uh, may be a bidding war, and I'm going to make the argument why he should not return to the Golden State Warriors. Also, uh, Utah quietly makes a really good move there for a role player. I, I think that's going to be good for them with John Collins. Deion Sanders back in the news this week. I'm going to talk about him, uh, go over a little bit of the Colorado Buffaloes, and some, some of the points he made with the interview with Joe Klatt, ESP, uh, Fox's Joe Klatt. Uh, here in a little while. Also, talk a little Big Three basketball. Uh, the 303 tournament uh, started by Ice Cube. He had a pretty interesting uh, quote he put out on social media. And uh, you know what? I may try to get him on Sports Scope. I know it's a bit of a long shot, but hey, you miss every shot you don't take, is what my dad used to tell me. Uh, either way, we're going to hit the ground running. I'll be back here in 49 seconds. We'll take our first and only break here on Sportscope. Hello, Sportscope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the, word, the cash sign, and Sportscope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Righty then. Okay. Uh, another quick announcement. Tomorrow, tomorrow I'll have returning guests, uh, Tony Cox and his son, Jacoby. Now, Jacoby is a rising star uh, here in the Middle Tennessee area, quarterback, six foot five. He was on the program, folks, four years ago. I want to say he is still playing football in color, uh, Clarksville, Tennessee area with his dad. I used to work with his dad. And 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 it's going to be a good interview. I, I'm really interested to see how far they've came. And uh, his dad is telling me that uh, you know he he's playing really well, living up to uh, some of that uh, expectations and 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 just the way he's been playing uh, college football, junior high. Now he's into high school, and uh, going to ask him about his future and what colleges may be looking at Jacoby Cox here. Uh, so Tony and Jacoby Cox will return. I'm curious how much I'm going to go back tomorrow and listen to the old interview. But either way, they'll be on 30 minutes past the hour. I've reached out to Jeffrey Deskovic if he wanted to see if he wanted to come on on 
Wednesday's program. He hasn't got back. You know, he, Jeffrey's a lawyer. He's very busy because uh, I know he, he's really into the NBA. A lot of good stuff going on from there. But speaking of the NBA, that's a good transition. Now, this is Brian Windhorse from this morning on Get Up. I've got him and I've got um, – let me make sure I got this other guy's name right before I play his soundbite. Uh, Chris Hayes from TNT. I've got a, uh, a quote on him. These are two these are two NBA reporters uh, with, with connections. Listen to this on Draymond Green. I'm going to make a, a point why Green shouldn't go back, not, not for Golden State's perspective, but for his perspective, uh, for what's best for Draymond Green. So listen up. Here's Brian Whithorse this morning on ESPN Get Up. But I don't think either are compelling enough. Where do we stand with Draymond Green and his decision and his future? We know he's opted out of his deal. Well, let's talk about words and actions. First off, Steve Kerr comes out and says he doesn't see the Warriors remaining as a contender if Draymond is not on the roster. Then before Draymond goes on his European vacation, he met with the Warriors ahead of his decision to opt out of his contract. From what I'm told, those were constructive discussions. So he opts out, but he opts out with the intention to talk to him about a new deal. And then the actions. Last week, they trade Jordan Poole for the expiring contract of Chris Paul. This cleans up the some of the pressure on their books going forward, gets them into position to offer Draymond Green a long-term contract. There are some teams out there with cap space that are intriguing options for him. The Detroit Pistons, which would be home. The Sacramento Kings have cleaned up uh, their books and opened up a bunch of salary cap space after a draft night deal. Both of those teams, I think, would have interest in him, but I don't think either are compelling enough to have him leave the Warriors. Well, we'll see about that. All right, now, that was early this morning. Then later on, a couple hours ago, this is Chris Hayes from um, TNT. Let me make sure I got his name right here. I think it's Haynes, Chris Haynes uh, from TNT uh, talking about um, an update on Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Is, that's why teams like to keep their players away. They will, they will hope that their players don't do not take those recruiting meetings. But I was told that Draymond Green is open to taking uh, free agent meetings with other teams, which, again, could throw a wrinkle in the situation. I expect him. I, I still, if you ask me right now, what's this, June 26th, what do I think happens? I think Draymond is a back with Golden State. That's yeah. All right, now, everybody's leaning that. And, and I said this the other day. I wouldn't bring Green – I wouldn't bring Draymond Green back to play with um, – to play to play with Golden State, for one thing, because of his age. And now you have Chris Paul, who's 37 years old. Uh, but listen, both of those reporters said one thing. They said – the Sacramento Kings. Here, here's something intriguing about uh, the Kings. Mike Brown, he was an assistant for six years with Draymond Green, uh, with, with the Golden State Warriors from 16 to 22, and uh, that's Mike Brown, very strong-minded, defensive-minded head coach. Used to coach uh, LeBron with the Cavs. Those teams play great defense, uh, really organized. 
uh, plate got as much as they could out of that talent. Those were the pre-Miami Heat days with LeBron where he was doing everything. They got the one seed. They just could not beat a really good Spurs team where they were swept. That that was Mike Brown. So, But if you look at Green, Green being the main piece on a Golden State Warrior team, folks, that has um, 34. Green himself will be 34 in the season, all right? Uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry will be 36 next season, you know? Uh, I've already mentioned uh, 38-year-old Chris Paul and 36-year-old Steph Curry, 34-year-old Clay Thompson, okay? So here's a quote from, uh, speaking of age, that, that that is really bad, okay? So listen to Adam Sandler describe this team as if they were a woman. But she's an old lady. I mean, look at her. She's old. You can't just take her stuff. She's too old. <laughs> Actually, that is from Happy Gilmore, him trying to save his grandmother's uh, 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 place there from getting repossessed. Now, so you say, well, what's the difference here? Okay, now let, let's let's go back and look at the alternative. That's an old team. That's but, an old, and and you know he is a he is a brutally honest guy. Draymond Green. I listen to his podcast. It's a little choppy, but he's a young guy. He's very young. He's only 30, 30 years young to me. I'm 30, 41, but uh, he's only done this for two years. But he's honest about, hey, we're bad on the road in the regular season. I don't think Jordan Poole taking him away was the biggest. Jordan Poole being taken away, a 25-year-old Jordan Poole being taken away, that's not going to make this team get any younger, you know? That is not that he's not going to continue to have to be able to play this level uh, of uh, of minutes here, you know. Look at so say if he comes back and signs a hundred million dollar deal. I read that somewhere last week. That's crazy talk. Forgot thirty four. But are they still better than the Lakers? No. You know that uh, they're behind Denver. Uh, they're behind a healthy Grizzly team, all right? They're behind a healthy Phoenix t- Suns team, and they may be behind this Sacramento Kings team. Now, you say, well, what's the alternative? So my thing is, he doesn't have to be a part of the piece, which is what he is now with with, with Golden State. He could be a piece of a winner and not have to be depending on to give a, 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 just a you know a boatload of, of minutes and wearing himself down in his thirty four year old body. Now, when you're playing with Demontis Sabonis, who gave him everything he could handle, shot over him at all, you could come in for this guy and play small ball. You could come in for a uh, King and Murray, who is really young guy. Murray played outstanding basketball last year. Uh, You know, even if they offer close or maybe just a hair more, the the Sacramento King team, you're rotating with young Darren Fox, Malik Monk, Devin Mitchell, Keenan Morton, all these young players who put Sabonis, who's 28 years old, and he essentially could be 
he could he could one up Steph and Clay. I think if you look at that team with Draymond Sabonis and that group, they need an older guy that's been there. Yeah, you said what about Harrison? But no, Green has got a very strong presence there. Uh, when 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 Bright Brown sees him getting fatigued, he could bring him out. He bring in twenty eight year old Sabonis. Okay, I mean there, there's a lot. Kinkle Murray, he could bring in this guy. Uh, what are you going to do with 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 Golden State? Golden State has a lot of salary cap. I read something earlier this year. Now I know that that pool helped that out a lot. Uh, pool helped their out their financial ability, but before pool was moved, they were sitting at a five hundred million dollar cap hit because of the new luxury tax uh, with the new CBA that that goes into effect next month. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, Corey, uh, you're right on top of this. This CBA, it, it, it's really a real thing now. You can't uh, now. It's not a hard cap. The NFL is a hard cap. You, you lose players and everything. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Pickles already sees this. This is my thing, guys. You guys are old timers. You're students of the game. I'm students of the game. I'm seeing this envision of Draymond Green being a modern day Robert Ory. People don't realize that Robert Orr won two championships with the Houston Texans. He won with the Lakers, and he won with the Spurs. He's that kind of player. But he has to be realistic with himself and and say, okay, I can help this team get over the top. I, I could potentially help this team, especially with the De'Aaron Fox, compete with Denver. You know, I don't have to be – Part of the piece, I could be a piece. You know, he probably wouldn't even have to move. You know, the Kings, Sacramento is a bus ride away from Golden. He probably wouldn't even have to move. Probably just rent a condo up there, move the wife and kids up there. You know, four or five years, and from time to time, keep an eye on his uh, regular residence down in uh, the Golden State area, wherever he lives at. And I think that it would be – he would be much more of an impactful player. But asking him to play 38, 35, 38, 40 minutes a night in an 82-game season with, 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 with that kind of age, I mean, yeah, Wiggins, they're going to ask more of Wiggins. I get it. And they're going to ask more of Gary Payton and Looney. But that's simply not enough. Those are role players. They're not your main players. You know, they're not De'Aaron Fox. They're not Sabonis. They're not Malik Monk. They're not those type of players. And I think Mike Brown could manage it right uh, for him. So that's that's the what I would do. I mean, if, if I'm Draymond Green, I could one-up Steph and Clay. Because, listen, they're not going to win anymore. And go to stop. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. Not unless they get a huge break. Again, Denver would have to go down. Phoenix would have to go down. The Clippers would have to go down. The Lakers would have to go down. I mean, look at all the Suns themselves would have to go down. Memphis would have to go. It's too much of an uphill battle. You know, Memphis, Memphis just got better last night when they or last week when they've got Marcus Smart. You know they're gonna get they're gonna get uh, um, John Morant back 
in 25 games. They're going the other direction. Golden State's best days are behind them. And that's probably why Bob Myers went on and left, okay? But anyways, um, we'll see how that plays out. They'll probably overpay him and run it back. And this reminds me a lot of uh, the Lakers overpaying Kobe Bryant at the end and him running it back with that huge salary. What happened? Well, he tore his Achilles, and it came back one more year. And then they were set back for a few years. They got LeBron, and we all know what happened after that. You know, uh, leading up to LeBron, they got Brandon Ingram, turned out to be a decent player, uh, contributed, Lonzo Ball, guys like that, Cal Kuzman. And, of course, LeBron came in town. Uh, you throw in a um, – who's the other guy? Um, Russell something. Well, they shipped him to – shipped him all over the place. Then brought him back and then gave him away again, you know. Uh, Pickles thinks maybe Memphis takes a step back. I don't know about that. You know, you give out, remember Brandon Clark missed a lot of the season. Uh, Steven Adams missed a part of the season, you know? So you start losing pieces like that. Memphis may, Memphis has got two former defensive players of the D'Angelo Russell. That's it. Thank you, Pickles. D'Angelo Russell, you know, with, uh, with, with LA. So anyways, it is what it is. Now, I'll tell you this. A lot, a lot of people are not talking about this play here. But I, I like what Utah did. You know, Danny Ainge, Mr. Competitive. He was a competitive player, undersized, uh, competitive general manager, personnel guy. Uh, th- th- there was a point at one time nobody wanted to do a deal with Boston because they lost every deal. Remember, they, they did a deal where Orlando got Markel Fultz. And they end up getting Jason Tatum. Let's see how that one's turned out, right? And now, you know, I like to compliment. This is the little piece of the puzzle type of play here. You know, this is one of those under the radar type of moves that you look back and you think, man, that's pretty good. You're going to look back a few years from now. You know, so Utah... They do a trade for John Collins here. You know, John Collins with um, John Collins with with, with the Atlanta Hawks here. And uh, I was reading this from Adrian Wojciechowski. The Hawks are finalizing a trade. John Collins to the Jazz for Rudy Gay, who was 100 years old in basketball years. John Collins, 25 years old, by the way. Atlanta was largely unloading Collins' three-year, $78 million uh, for roster build and flexibility. You know, I understand that's what it was, but this guy is a solid, solid 15-8 and eight guy. That's his career stats. Here, uh, I've seen him get a double-doubles. I've seen him do 22-12, and 22-14. and 14. Uh, you know, Atlanta just, they couldn't get all that to gel together. They have good individual pieces there between him and that center they had and, and Trey Young. Uh, they've had some good individual pieces, not great individual. Yeah, that's a great pickup, you know. Uh, but they got him for nothing. They So they've got Collins 
on contract here, uh, Utah, and did, did what he did in Boston, boatload of draft picks, future draft picks for, uh, because remember they traded away uh, Donovan Mitchell. They traded away Rudy Gobert. And Pickle says, he, yeah, he's a 2010 guy. He's a, he'll be a quiet 2010 every night. Lo, he's perfect fit. 25, I thought he was a lot older than that. He's 25. He's another one of those guys came in at like 19. And they just get him for nothing. They, they you know, uh, Atlanta said, we just want you to take the salary out. It, it was like the Porzingis trade. Um, the first trade, the one that fell through for Boston, you know, before they had to give up Marcus Smart. So this is basically a steal. They basically just gave Collins uh, to to uh, they gave Collins to to Utah, and that's what he does, man. That that's what he does. So they're one of those teams you want to watch and see how this thing's going to play out, because uh, you know it. They're going to go up. You just don't know how far, and you don't know when. Uh, they kind of remind me, like I said, same thing. Sam Presti. I'd give I give the two if of the two I'd give Presti in Oklahoma City an edge because they got SGA that guy's a player, uh, glorious uh, Shea glorious Alexander there, uh, but that Utah keep an eye on Utah. Uh, they they were supposed to be tanking this year and they were still winning half of the season <laughs> in the regular season there. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I just thought that was a very impressive move by Danny Ainge, kind of get thrown under the radar there up in Utah. Okay, staying in the mountains. Deion Sanders back in the news over the weekend. Uh, Deion Sanders, you know, he's been in the lose for a lot of stuff. I mean, just totally turning over the Colorado Buffalo team. Uh, there was reports earlier this week that Dion had blood clots, um, had blood clots. He was supposed to have some surgery to have them removed uh, from his leg. Then reports came out later on this week that there's a uh, possibility they could have his foot amputated. You know, he had, a, I think he had like a toe amputated or something, uh, some blood clot issues. Uh, it's a very driven guy. Uh, you know, I've talked to Jim Jeffcoat, former Dallas Cowboys, uh, player there, and uh, I think I talked to him. Yeah, we, we I've talked to him here on this program, and Jim said, "Listen, this guy. When I played with him, he said he would he would be there early in Dallas. He would be there uh, when, when the coaches were there, before the players there, studying film. He's very serious about his craft. Yes, he was flashy. Yes, he caught, had the uh, the nicknames and all that." You know, so uh, he did. So he, he's a very serious guy in, in his coaching. Now, these health issues, uh, this has been going on for two years. This may withhold him. Supposedly, he's, he got released yesterday. The blood clot surgery was successful. But also, I wanted to bring up him because he did an interesting interview here. Um the Spurs control the Hawks draft pick with uh, part of Murray deal. Yeah, that was last year, Corey. I was reading that. Yeah, that was last year. Uh, that was part of Spurs' tank job. 
they wanted to uh, they wanted uh, to get rid of Murray because they wanted to lose more games, and it, obviously it worked out. They got women Yama, and that, that's another thing I'll talk about here in a little bit. Almost forgot the women Yama story. So, anyways, this Deion Sanders thing is pretty interesting, and you know he, he's talking with Joe Clatt with Fox Sports. Joe Clatt is the guy who calls the games. Uh, him and uh, there was a Gus Johnson, one of the most fascinating guys. One of my favorite new, I say new, within the last 10, 12 years, college and professional uh, commentators uh, that get you really, Gus Johnson gets you really excited. Wow. Oh, man. You know, and you think everything is like some of these games, you feel like it's the last drive of the Super Bowl. You know, I've, I've always liked him. Uh, used to call CBS games. He's been in college for the last five or six years there with Fox Sports and Joe Clatt. Joe Clatt was interviewing Deion Sanders a couple weeks ago before all this surgery went about. And he's talking about, you know, this, this overhaul of players and uh, uh, this transfer portal and, and, and being able to cut players. And, you know, him. this is him and Joe Clatt talking about this from earlier, if I can find the quote here. But um, some, of the, some of it is without reason or understanding or Deion Sanders of the matter. Wouldn't the president get... Essentially... He's talking about when a new president comes in, when a new CEO comes in, they clean house. Now, remember, uh, Colorado's 1-11 when he took over. And he was so aggressive. Uh, these establishment people here, uh, people do not like disruptors. Uh, other coaches uh, get their uh, feathers ruffled. When a really ambitious guy comes in, Tommy Tuberville, Nick Saban, prime example of what I'm going to play, get a little context here, right? Saban came into Alabama off of not working out at Miami Dolphins like his head was on fire. He came down there like a house of fire to Alabama. We're talking 2006, right? So he comes there in 2006, starts recruiting like nobody's business. You know, this guy, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, 10, 11 o'clock, midnight at night, working around the clock, Nick Saban. Tommy Tuberville is uh, the Auburn head coach at that time and said, man, this guy's cheating, man. This guy's cheating. There's nobody can recruit like that. Uh, people that work hard like that. Now, Tuberville's very successful. He, he's a senator and everything now. But he's never met a match like Nick Saban when it comes to recruiting. That same effect, the house cleaning, other coaches have criticized uh, Deion Sanders. I have a theory for his method, for the method to his madness. I'm going to play this sound like this is him a couple of weeks ago with Joe Clatt talking about uh, CEOs uh, clean house. Why is the problem when I clean house here? So, here we go. Play it. Some of the some of it is without reason or understanding or 
intelligence of the matter. When the president gets the seat of being the president, what happens to the cabinet? He enacts his agenda, <laughs> right? So what am I doing that's no different than any um, CEO or any person um, of standard of status that have uh, um, claimed this position? I got to get it right. The problem is I value now so much that I ain't looking at yesterday and I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. Now. So my feeling and my thought and my understanding is. I and there's there's two parts to that. The first 30 seconds is, okay, why are you criticizing me? And that's what any president, any new CEO is going to do. We're going to clean house. Did you catch the second half of that? Let me play that last 30 seconds again. So but, um, this is what this is what really interested me. And uh, here's that last 30 seconds of that bite. Um, CEO or any person um, of standard of status that have uh, um, claimed this position. I got to get it right. The problem is I value now so much that ain't looking at yesterday and I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. Now. He ain't looking forward to tomorrow because his plan is there is no going to be no tomorrow. At Colorado, <laughs> there is no tomorrow at Colorado. And later on in the interview, and Joe Clatt, a little, little bit of back, a uh, little bit of history on him. He used to play quarterback. He's about 35, 40 years old, about a year or two younger than me. Very good guy. I mean, he he's good at calling. Uh, a very good color guy, uh, Joe Clatt. They 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 uh, do the big, uh, a lot of the Big Twelve stuff, a lot of the Pac Ten stuff at Fox. Not as good as the SEC stuff, but he's very good. He's one of my favorites. This guy's good. He used to play quarterback at Colorado, and he's like, man, five or six wins would be good for me. And then he's like, no, nah, I want more than that. I want to win them all. Because here's my here's my strat here's my uh, here's here, the way I'm deciphering what he's saying is I'm here to win eight nine ten games from a one eleven season and he also mentioned about how he likes the South he's from Florida uh, he currently lives in Texas I guess he's just stayed in Fort Worth I mean Fort Worth grows on people Jim Jeffcoat's from New Jersey originally. Uh, he just he still lives in Dallas to this day. He was drafted in the first round in '83. Uh, but but beyond that, he's staying in Texas now. He's got his son there. He's a junior. He's got this other guy's a junior, uh, Travis Hunter, one of the top cornerbacks in the country. They're going to be competitive, and he's thinking he's trying to wait out one of these SEC jobs. Possibly, he mentioned Florida. Likes Florida. He would love, he would just love that University of Florida job. He would be good for the University of Florida. Uh, he, he's going to recruit middle Florida like nobody's business, man. He's already recruiting Florida, living in Colorado. You know, talks about the beauty, but he he, he let the cat out of the bag. He, he's going to be a one and done, just like a college back, and more power to him. You look at all the ink now that, that uh, Colorado's got. 
Colorado hasn't had a winning year in 20 years. They haven't had a winning season in 20 years. And I thought, man, that's crazy. Joe Clyde, he mentioned that stat here. But if you look at the the kind of attention they're getting, they're getting sellouts, uh, the crowd for their spring game. As long as these blood clots don't catch up with him, and he, you know, uh, maybe he's pushing himself too hard and it's making these blood clots worse. You know, what's bad for a blood clot is flying too much. You know, uh, Heavy D, the great rapper Heavy D, he died from blood clot. He was he was overweight and stuff, but he was doing too much flying, overseas flying, and he died from blood clots, what I read. But um, I thought that was an interesting interview here. He may be pushing himself too hard. Maybe that's hurt him, but I'll say this. He let the cat, he's going to be a one and done guy, you know? And I guess you could say, I would prefer say three to five years, maybe one class, but no, nah, he, he, he's wanting to get back to the South. Uh, Billy Napier with Florida. Uh, yes. Over the weekend, they've had a really good uh, list of commitments for the 2024 season. They're in the top five in recruiting, but the problem is he's in year two. And the incoming class last year was bad in, in, in the, his first class. So the 24 would be in his year three, per se. But remember, Florida lost last year to Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Tennessee, blown out by Oregon State. They fell to lows that I never thought that the university, would, would, would uh, Florida, would fall to. And even if he's got a really good class coming in next year, if they're another five or six win team, which means they're losing six to seven games, uh, I think he'll be Austin. I think I think they'll move off of uh, Billy Napier, and he would love to get that job. He was talked about as a potential candidate for the Auburn job ultimately went to a more experienced head coach there. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he used to coach for Ole Miss, and he beat uh, Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze beat Alabama twice with Ole Miss. So, yeah, they're expecting to beat Alabama at Auburn with Hugh Freeze. Uh, so they, they went with Hugh Freeze. Uh, Lane Kiffin was talked about that job. Maybe Ole Miss gets, even though they've extended Lane Kiffin. Remember, we talked about extensions before. They mean nothing. They mean nothing. Uh, they may be, uh, yeah, Pickle says, only way you can go is up. Only way you can go is up. And that's where they will. And that's what Joe Class said. Man, you went four, five or six games. He said, no, nah, no, nah, man. Every one of the games. Every one of the games is what I'm trying to do, you know. So, but I'm looking here, and he's put so much hype, uh, and, and I read over some NCAA rules. You can get the first-year head coaches, you can clean slate. These are some. I read this looking back here. Outside the first-year coaches don't have the ability to kick players off the team without a cause, and this would break the contract between student-athlete and university. However, coaches are pushing players out of the programs by effectively telling some players they won't see the field unless they re-litigated uh, the scout team. So um, so his first year, he can clean house. That's what he did. He cleaned house. But he can't do that next year. He's like, I ain't going to be no next year. Not with me here. 
that's what he's banking on, you know. And, you know, he, he might go to Florida. Now, Florida State was 10-3 and three last year. Uh, they knocked out LSU. Mark Norvell's got his footing. Uh, he seems to be on track. The former Memphis coach, Mike Norvell, is at FSU. That would be the dream job. He went to FSU. He was a star at FSU. He really put FSU, him, and, of course, um, you know, Bobby Bowden, the coach that brought him in, really made FSU a legit power. I think they'll keep Morton Orville, but, you know, 10-3 and three last year. Now, if he's 7-5 and five in the down ACC, loses again to Clemson, loses to Florida, which he didn't lose last year, he won, then I could see possibly the Florida State people, the Florida State people going out and hiring. Either way, Dion is like, I ain't worried about tomorrow. My son's going to be gone, which his son does look good. His son does look good. Now, this was at Jackson State, but he's like, listen, he's going to get rid of the ball. He's putting a lot of pressure on Sonny. You know, he's definitely putting a lot of pressure on his son. I was looking at their schedule. They played TCU at TCU, who was in, in the Final Four, the national championship game this past year against Sonny Dykes. That's the big that's the big game right there. That's the big noon kickoff game for Fox right there. So I think they'll probably lose that game, but I think they'll keep it a game early. This Colorado team, with all these new players, they will make this a game early, you know. Uh, but they got home games against Nebraska, Colorado State. They got USC at home, okay? They play at Oregon, but USC at home, they could potentially beat USC. Even with all that hype by Caleb Williams, they could beat you hit USC in Boulder. Uh, you know, they got Stanford at home, who's changed coaches. I think they'll win that. They're playing at UCLA off of bye week. They can win that game. They've got Oregon at home, Arizona at home. Um, you know, they, 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 if they win six games, he's going to take one of these big jobs, you know. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting. They're, they're going to get a major upset. It's just how many. It's how many upsets are, are they going to get. Uh, can they go to Washington State and knock them off? Yeah, I think so. Now, the problem is they got to play at Utah. They got to play um, at TCU, at Oregon, at Arizona State. Uh, that at Oregon game is going to be, you know, going to be tough on them because Oregon, Oregon's a loaded team. They got a lot of talent there at Oregon. But I tell you what, that doesn't mean they can win seven or eight games, you know. That don't mean that they can win, uh, can't win seven or eight games. And he he's going to jump on the next big job, depending on his health, depending on his health. But basically, he just let the cat out of the bag in that interview. I thought that was interesting. Dion made a one eleven team, like Pickle says. Only way you can go is up when you're that uh, when you're that far down. Okay, switching sports here, folks. Now. I've talked about this before in this program, uh, Ice Cube's Big Three League. Now, watched a game yesterday in the Big Three. Big Three is a three-on-three basketball tournament with former NBA players. Now, it was 
Um, oh God, who who was in this game? Uh, Joe Joe Johnson and Corey Brewer played yesterday. Uh, Corey Brewer's team won. Corey Brewer, I followed him since uh, former Dallas Maverick. Uh, I followed him since his college days at Florida. And Joe Johnson used to play with the uh, Hawks and everybody else. Uh, I followed him since a uh, 41-year-old player. I mean, him was the exact same age. He's about a month older than me um, since he played at Arkansas. Scored 40 points in a college game one time. But these two guys played with, with the big three. It's a half-court three-on-three tournament. Uh, they, they had a hard time getting on a consistent channel. Uh, first year there, 2017, this is the sixth season. They've had their problems here. Uh, but but Ice Cube has come to realize that, number one, the NBA, they say a lot of nice things publicly. Uh, this is a, mainly a league for uh, just retired NBA players, still want to play, getting a decent salary. It's not an NBA salary, but you're staying in the States. Uh, they used to play at one location. Now they're starting to move around a little bit more. Uh, they had some issues like everybody did. During the 2020 COVID season, there's reports that maybe Colin Kaepernick may enter, uh, invest into it. Uh, those reports were struck down. And he also said this about the NBA. Now, the NBA, remember, they got the Summer League. The Summer League is rookies, marginal G League players. It's virtually unwatchable. Now, this year to be watchable because Women Yama has had uh, a lot of hype there. Uh, Women Yama this weekend was seen with, uh, he was having dinner with Tim uh, Tim Duncan, David Robertson, Manun Ginobili. It was a picture circling the internet, and he's taller than all of them. I mean, he's a good few inches taller than seven-foot-tall uh, David Robertson. And uh, you could tell he he really uh, stands out. You know, I think he's going to be fine. So it'll be watchable then. But for the most part, the summer league is just not that watchable. I've got NBA TV. I don't know any of these guys. A lot of you don't know any of these guys. The uh, But, you know, uh, the big three now, they are on CBS. Yesterday, I think it comes on around noon Sunday um, that, that I know of the big three league. But he said this in an interview last month. You know, he's like, yeah, the NBA, they're saying nice things publicly. But he says the NBA hasn't been the nicest to the big three, of course. This was in a uh, – I got this from Clutch Points, the interview you did last month. The NBA hasn't been the nicest to the big three, of course, publicly, say all the right words. But we know privately there's things behind the scenes with sponsors, broadcaster, blah, blah, blah. It didn't tarnish my freedom, the 52-year-old founder said. So, and then he says, like a public announcement issue, and I'm going to try to get him on. I know it's a long shot, folks. I know I'm practically a nobody in the grand scheme of things, but I'm going to try to get Ice Cube on the program. I could not get Jimmy Johnson uh, on the program, even though I worked with, you know, one of his former players for three years on podcasting. Uh, I've gotten over it. Forget about it. It's a pretty good book, but bleep him for not coming on. But uh, I'm going to try to get Ice Cube on. Ice Cube is now realizing, uh, but I'm, what I'm about to tell you is there's a war on 
individualism in this country. If you don't group think, the the gate he uses the term gatekeeper. I'll play a soundbite here in a minute. Long soundbite. The gatekeepers. You have to say certain things at certain times. You have to have certain issues. This guy don't want to listen. This guy work with the NWA. You know, one of the original founders of the NWA. He came up with "F the Police" song. Okay, very. He's one of these people. He don't want to be told to do certain things, to say certain things. If he doesn't believe it, he's not going to be told to do anything. He's not one to be micromanaged. Listen to what he said on Twitter. Um, he did. He said this on all his social media last week, and I really like the guy. Like I said, I like somebody who thinks for themselves. He's really speaking truth here. Ice Cube, everybody. You know what it is. Homeboy Ice Cube. Um, and some of you may not have realized um, that I'm not part of the club. And a lot of you listening to me right here, right now, you're not part of the club either. And what I realized with the club is what makes them so mad is when you don't want to be a part of their fucking club. Yes, that's, that's a uh, uh, language. What club am I talking about? I'm talking about the club of gatekeepers that we all got to deal with. You know who they are. And they definitely know who they are. Um, a lot of people would be like, what, who, who, who? Come on, man, stop playing. So ever since, ever since I put out the contract with Black America, you know they've been fucking with me. Here and there, this and that. But it's cool, you know. <laughs> I expect that. Um, you know, I've been working with, you know, on the big three for a long time. And you know how Six years with me with that. I done made it, you know, plain, simple and clear what they've been doing. You know, the NBA been fucking with us. Now, a lot of people might say like, well, but Cube, you want to work with the NBA? Really? I don't give a fuck about working with the NBA. What I want them to do when I say work with us, is to stop working against us. Stop doing that bullshit behind the scenes that we know you're doing. Um, mainstream media, you know, they ain't fucking with us. And that's cool. We can do it ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We still on the rise without these motherfuckers. So we don't need them. You don't need them. You know? So what am I going to do? To deal with these motherfucking gatekeepers. Well, what I'm going to do is go on a Fuck the Gatekeepers podcast tour. And I'm going to go talk to everybody. Everybody. You know. And get a chance to get my message out to the people. And I'm going to try to get him on um, Sportscope. For that, and I, like I said, I apologize about the the language, 
But that's somebody who thinks for himself. And there's a there, there's a war on independent thought in this country. And uh, you know, going back to Jerry, what's his name? Jerry Heller, Court. He picked up that they were getting played as a teenager with the NWA. Jerry Heller, uh, the the manager with Easy E. We saw the movie, the NWA movie. We saw the documentaries. Uh, they read up on a lot of that. You know, we're getting peanuts. You're overcharging us for uh, booking and, and advertising. And, I, and and I'm kind of in that same boat here. You know, now, if he was pushing certain uh, social issues, like I said, he said, uh, you know, hey, he made the song up the pole. But if, if, if he meant that, he would push those things on the court. But he's not going to do it because society and certain powers to be, like your ESPNs of the world, wants him. He's not going to push gay agenda and all that. He's not going to do that. He's going to make it about basketball. And they have. For example, when the Big Three started back in 2017, uh, they had Michael Rappaport. Uh, Michael Rappaport's actor. He played Remy, the racist guy in the movie Higher Learning. Good movie. Came out in 95. Saw it at the theater. And this guy was like a sideline reporter on the Big Three and he was asking players questions and micing people up, and it looked a little cheesy to me. Uh, it looked very MTV-ish, a uh, little gimmicky. Uh, MTV celebrity basketball tournaments, you all remember that from back in the day, some of you older audiences. And those were, those were hard to watch. It was just, you know, you see the celebrities, but they're not taking the game. Big Three is very serious. You know, they had the four-point shot and everything. But these guys are playing hard. Uh, they did away with Rappaport. Whether he quit or whatever, it was a good move, getting him out of there. He's too much of a joke. And they got some real commentators in there, former players. And they did get – now, They mainstream media, I will say this, he did get – he does have this thing on CBS. But the NBA's out for him. Uh, you don't hear anybody on ESPN pumping that up. You know, because he doesn't politically and socially push that nonsense. He might believe some of this stuff, but he's not using his game for that. And they don't like that. They want to control him. And that's probably why, well, the reason why I'm talking to you and not working for one of these big outlets, because I'm not going to push that nonsense on viewers. And I don't really believe it. And I don't think that people want to be lectured to anyways. Whether you believe the political uh, movement or saying or not, there's none of that crap on the court. They're not changing their jerseys, uh, rainbow jerseys. No, it's just, it is what it is, you know? So I'm going to try to get the guy on. Uh, um, he, he, he's just uh, buy, buy a network and, shut your, uh, and start your own. And that's what he did, you know? He's politically incorrect. Uh, he... he he started it then, and he, he he's an independent thinker. Uh, he didn't beg people to come be put him in, in in their comedy movies. He 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 wrote. He talked to John Singleton, and John Singleton's a guy who created the movie uh, Boys in the Hood. And he he said, "How do you do that, man? I, you know, I really like the way you went about 
screenwriting everything. John Singleton, USC graduate, and you know, a lot like myself, Vice Cube is a very straight up. Just tell me, hey man, what? and he says, hey, here, let me show you how to do it. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. You know, took him about three months, and he wrote Friday, a cult classic to this day. Uh, especially if you lived in hoods growing up. So, uh, th- so then he writes Friday. Uh, he uh, a couple years out of NWA, he goes independent. Uh, he, he he goes away from Jerry Heller, and he does the same thing with the Big Three. Listen, I've said the Big Three is a success to me because I've been saying on this program for a very long time, a very long time that that there's not enough sports in the the heart of the summer right now. Right now, after now we've got free agency, but that's come on, man. Summer league, come on. Uh, you got NBA free agency for a little while. That's gonna start Friday. Then things really, really slow. Baseball, there's no sense of urgency in July. Uh uh, what else? Football, real football doesn't start till Labor Day weekend. You get some uh camps to start in, in, in late July, August in the NFL. Some of these awful preseason games, yeah, I may watch one or two, uh, but it, they're unwatchable after, you know, you're watching a lot of backups, and some guys not even going to play. They're going to get cut. Uh, more and more players are not even – no more coaches are, are not playing their players. That's August. That's the whole month of August, okay? Uh, there's no NBA. Uh, the baseball they're, – they're, uh, July, you've got the All-Star break coming up here in a few weeks. And you don't have pennant races or nothing. None of that comes down. August is it, it, it's just it's just a big tumble. It's a big desert. So the big three just started last week. It was good. Like I said, it was one shot game between Corey Brewer's team and Joe Johnson's team. Two players that I followed since college, you know, and now they're both around my age. Uh Brewer's 37, Johnson's 41. And you know. Uh, so his his main thing was it's boring. Uh, the summer's boring. Not everybody's got money to go on vacation for two and a half, three months. Most of us don't actually. And and that and I really love the big three. Again, I'm gonna go through jumping through a lot of hoops. And I was telling a friend of mine this weekend. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna ask him, hey man, if you can, come on, can you please not curse so much? But if it comes out, it comes out. I'm not mad at you. The guys always inspired me because we, uh, like I said, I was lived in the hood myself, born outside the hood, lived in uh, the hood. The actual projects, uh, you know, first generation college student myself. Like him, I think he went like one semester, some uh, college or something like that, and then you know the rap thing started taking off. Right place, right time, uh, gets his thing going. He said this back in '92. And guy from MTV asked him, they said, uh, what about when you ask somebody about, um, he said, what about when you ask somebody uh, 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 to be on a movie or something and it doesn't work out? He said, it's their loss. And I thought, man, the way he said that is the way I communicate. That is that is the, the language that I understand. Don't beg nobody for jack squat. Just be the best. Be the best, you know, like I said, and I totally uh, believe him what he's saying because the NBA does not want anybody to compete with their crappy summer league, which is garbage. And he 
Adam Silver knows it, you know. And quite frankly, that so so the 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 age, the minimum age used to be thirty for Big Three. Now it's been lowered to twenty two. Uh, so a lot of these guys are marginal players. I would much rather see these guys play over here in the safety of uh, the intercontinental United States than playing in China, Russia. Uh, Dwight Howard plays in Taiwan that could get invaded by China at any time. Why do that? So, you know, and he says, listen, and his approach was like my, my approach for Sportscope. He said, we're playing the long game, man. He said in 30 years from now, this is back in 2017, you know, he said in 30 years from now, this could be, uh, you know, a premier semi-pro league. You know, where, where guys are making maybe a half a million uh, to a million dollars a year playing semi-pro post. Uh, it, it, it's good on the older players just playing half court. It's a good quality product. They got ladder. Uh, they got, uh, they got, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's just a good product. You know, like I said, watch the big three. I'm a big fan, especially if I can get Cube to come on the program here on Sports Scope. That would be amazing. I'm going to go through his people. I know it's going to be a minute because I know he's in demand, but I'm going to push to bring him on. I tried to get Nancy Lieberman, one of the coaches on the. Uh, through Facebook, I think it was a fake account, per se. Seems like a pretty nice lady from Brooklyn area. Won a championship with the big three. Love to get her on. Uh, but uh, but I'd really like to get Ice Cube on because he's one of these guys. He's just not going to do uh, the nonsense. He's going to do it his way, like the Frank Sinatra song says. And I can't do nothing but tip my hat to that. And I hope and pray, it's, it, for one thing, Ain't paying me jack squat to say nothing about nothing. It's a good product, man. It's a, I'll put it this way. I like it better in arena football. I like the big three. For semi-pro, it's one of my favorite semi-pro leagues ever. Not that I ever really liked semi-pro. Some of the XFL was okay at the beginning. Uh, this USFL is pretty good. But it's really good. And these are players that you've known for 10 or 15 years. Um, when it first started, the very first year, they had guys that I hadn't seen play in, in, in a long time. They had guys like Stoudemire, uh, Mighty Mouse, nicknamed Mighty Mouse Stoudemire, Damien Stoudemire, used to play for the Portland Trailblazers in 2000. He was on there playing. Uh, you have guys that uh, Dr. J, I don't know if he's still a coach, but he was a coach. Charles Oakley was a coach. Stephen Jackson uh helping out there so uh these are a lot of familiar faces a lot of guys you kind of lost track of as a fan of league but you know start to say hey man i remember these guys you know i remember so and so from this era and, and you know pickle says listen taiwan could it could implode any day and you'd hate to see somebody like you know dwight howard get stuck over there i'd rather have him here playing in the big three in the summertime you know so Mobley with for the Rockets, Catino Mobley was on there. Yeah, he sure was, Corey. Yeah, uh, Big Three's good stuff. Like I said, it um, they do have some Saturday games on. It's not my issue is it's not consistently on CBS. I wish it was more appointment TV, and I'm sure he's working his butt off to get it where it's consistently on. 
a network like a CBS. Uh, there ain't nothing but golf on uh, some boring golf tournament, and it's not even a major. You know, the if some golf tournament I never heard of came on after Sunday's game. Uh, came on last week. So if you guys like the show, share the show. Make sure to check out tomorrow where we may have a big star coming on, a future star here, uh, Jacoby uh, Cox and his dad, Tony. He came on back four years ago. It tells you how long sport. I can't believe it. I had to double check. So they're going to be on 30 minutes past the hour. Uh, they play, like I said, Jacoby plays out at Clarksville. He's quarterback, 6'5". I mean, he's got all the intangibles, man. He got all the intangibles. I don't know about the intangibles. Probably got the intangibles because dad is a no-nonsense kind of guy. So uh, Tony and Jacoby Cox will be put on. Uh, Pickle says put it on. Put it on AMC. I'll tell you what. I'd watch it. I'd I'd watch Big 3 at 2 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I'll wake up and use the restroom at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I can't go back to sleep, man. I watch Big Three. It's got good pace to it. Plays music uh, between shots, but it's not too loud where you can't hear the commentary. It's really well done. Uh, I don't know who he surrounded himself with, but uh, he did a good job uh, putting this product out there. So check out the Big Three. Again, I'm going to court for uh, Ice Cube uh, on this program, uh, you got to think big. If you can't think it, you can't you make it happen. I'm going to try to get him on the cope. Uh, so anyways, I'll, uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place here on sports. So good crowd tonight. Appreciate it. Chad pickles, Corey, man, you guys are part of the band here. <laughs>